So over the last several weeks, we've spent some time exploring the elements of creating community. We've looked at fragmentation and how the community um, is vital to deal with fragmentations and fractals, how important fractals and families are. Now, when you think of fractals, what vegetable are you reminded of? Broccoli, that's right, steamed with some cheese sauce and Kevin is a happy camper. We remembered that it takes a village to raise a child as well, uh, raise a community, sorry. Uh, we remember that it takes a village to raise a community and that building healthy communities comes through sharing life together and how food is an integral part of sharing life together as well. We also discovered that we need to be prepared to stand up for truth, to live lives of integrity, and we need to be ready to take risks in lovingly challenging inappropriate behaviour. We also were reminded about how important it is to be called on and to respond to the cries and the crises in our community. And while some are obvious, others sit in the shadows. And we prayed that God would help us to be leaders in, our in these times when there might be a cry or a crisis that uh, takes place in our community. And while we recall times uh, when that may have ex been experienced in our community where we can come together during tough times, it's also equally important that a community comes together during times of celebration as well. Whether it be the studies by McQueen Thompson, James and Zigaris from the Melbourne's RMIT University, or research by Katie Elizabeth Small and the other myriad of anecdotal and other studies that have been completed, there is an understanding that while it's sometimes difficult to measure, something special happens when a community comes together to celebrate. Think about community celebrations from Darabin Council's um, Kite and Pet Expo through to the Churches of Christ, Vic Taz, State Youth Games. There are a range of celebrations and occasions when people can come together. In our coming together for times of celebration, it can help the, uh, to create community by allowing people to, as it were, dip their toes in the proverbial community pool. They can remain somewhat anonymous while observing the, the festivities and seeing what's on offer. They can also make unexpected connections becoming, that become the social glue that help communities to stick together. Those who experience social isolation can come out of their shells, perhaps brought by another, to experience a special event. They can also draw together people with different skills or experiences to co, uh, as they cooperate to create an event together. Celebrations can help create history, shared history, where family experience, uh, families experience special occasions together. Consider for a moment if you've ever started the sentence with something like, remember when? Perhaps you uh, or someone you know had their family holidays in the same place every year and you returned to that same caravan park each year and there was a great sense of community there. Then you looked forward to the following year where you would then reflect back on the previous year and then also create new memories together. There can also be economic benefits 
to uh, community coming together to celebrate. And it also can create a sense of uh, community spirit and pride as well. People can gain a sense of identity and develop skills in the creating of a celebratory event. But that's not to say that there aren't challenges that come around when it comes to um, creating um, celebration times and community events. There can be times of antisocial behaviours at some of these events. Think about toolies that are attending schoolies, people taking the opportunity of the heightened community spirit to take advantage of others through theft and vandalism and drunk behaviour. Some celebrations are more focused on stall holders than on community builders. They hope that you will leave with your wallets empty and your arms and your stomachs full. And then there's the work. Have you ever been involved in a community celebration where you have worked really hard for the event to be a success? Only to have someone who barely lifted a finger say, that was great, we should do that more often. May I take a moment right now to acknowledge all those who serve in our kitchen, preparing the communion and morning tea, setting things up on a Sunday while we meander in at the last minute when the first song starts. We then enjoy a cuppa and a biscuit and then leave without realising that there are those that have been working in the kitchen so busy that they may not have even had a a chance to get a bite to eat or a sip of something hot to drink. But their heart to serve is huge, especially when they're short-handed. So to each of you, thank you. So while there are some more challenging areas when it comes to creating events and celebrations, which should not be ignored, the importance of celebrating and creating a community are significant. Yet for all their significance, I hold concerns that often the church and Christians are more often regarded as party poopers than celebration creators. You may recall me previously uh, referring to the 4th century Emperor Julian. Even after Constantine had made Christianity the religion of the Roman Empire, there came to the throne another emperor called Julian, who wished to put the clock back and to bring back the old gods. His complaint, as um, Ibsen puts it, was, have you looked at those Christians closely? Hollow-eyed, pale cheek, flat-breasted all. They brood their lives away, unspurred by ambition. The sun shines for them, but they do not see it. The earth offers them its fullness, but they desire it not. All their desire is to renounce and to suffer, that they may come to die. It's such a shame that when it comes to mentioning of the word celebration, fun and laughter in church, Christians can respond a little like this. Sucking a lemon. It may surprise you, but the English word for celebrate appears some 180 times in the Bible. The fact is that God actually commands us 
He commands us to come together and to celebrate regularly. Not in some sombre way, but with joy, with laughter, and usually with good food. If you read through Leviticus chapters 23 and 24, Numbers and Deuteronomy, you will quickly discover a rhythm of celebrations and festivals. One is weekly, others are monthly. There are other annual festivals like the Passover, the Feast of Harvest, the Feast of Tabernacles, the Festival um, of uh, Trumpets as well, and some take place every 50 years, the year of Jubilee. In Deuteronomy chapter 16, we read these celebrations at times involving roast lamb and bread and wine and a sweet chutney that would go along with it. But rather than being a self-indulgent celebration, God set them up to be community development celebrations. Let's read from Deuteronomy chapter 16 verses 9 to 17, where it says this, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Count off seven weeks from when you first begin to cut the grain at the time of harvest. Then celebrate the festival of harvest to honour the Lord your God. Bring him a voluntary offering in proportion to the blessings you have received from him. This is a time to celebrate before the Lord your God to be designated at the designated place of worship. He will choose for his name to be honoured. Celebrate with your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, the Levites from your towns and the foreigners, orphans and widows who live among you. Remember that you were once slaves in Egypt, so be careful to obey all the decrees. You must observe the festival of shelters for seven days at the end of the harvest season after the grain has been threshed and the grapes have been pressed. This festival will be a happy time of celebration with your sons and daughters, your male and female servants and the Levites, foreigners, orphans and widows from your towns. For seven days you must celebrate this festival to honour the Lord your God at the place he chooses for it is he who blesses you with bountiful harvest and gives you success in all your work. This festival will be a time of great joy for all. Each year, every man in Israel must celebrate these three festivals, the festival of unleavened bread, the festival of harvest and the festival of shelters. On each of these occasions, all men must appear before the Lord your God at the place he chooses. But they must not appear before the Lord without a gift for him. All must give as they are able according to the blessings given to them by the Lord your God. When it comes to creating community, there are some brilliant principles in the Bible that should speak into our celebrations. And I believe that we as a church family live, um, when we live out these principles of celebration, we will have a positive influence in creating a healthy and vibrant community around us. The first of these is, um, as followers of Jesus, the Son of God who spoke these words, spoke these verses, we must, above all people, we should be the ones above all people who have reason to celebrate. When you can consider all the different forms of celebrations and the reasons to celebrate, because we have become followers of Jesus, we above all other people should have reason to celebrate. It's such a shame 
that Christians at times can act in such a way that we're a salvation repellent rather than a salvation encourager because we spend our time shaking the fists, our fists at the world around us rather than showing the world what it means to live our lives to the full. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. John 10 verse 10. Second, we should build into the rhythms of our lives the intentionality of celebration. Yahweh God knew that we can get so easily caught up in the busyness of life that we forget to set aside time to celebrate, whether it be birthdays, anniversaries, graduations, weddings, dedications, etc., are all significant time for family and friends to come together to celebrate. A baptism, 48 years in the making, is a great reason to celebrate. As a church family, we have a special opportunity to celebrate um, on the 30th uh, God's blessing of bringing Matt and Roz and Tessa to us for a season. Later this year, on the 10th of November, we will have a special opportunity to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Northern Community Church of Christ, which commenced on the 7th of November in 1999. If you're interested in being a part of helping to plan for that celebration, then pop it on the response card. Hey, listen, with that anniversary, the 20th anniversary, I'd love to be a part of that planning team. Can you, can you um, keep me informed about that? We have much to celebrate as a church. We need to be intentional in our celebration, to plan times to regularly come together to celebrate. One church that I'm aware of, they would actually, just to make sure that we were enjoying life, they would have a fun video as a part of the announcement time where people could laugh and enjoy some great stuff that is around in the community. Our celebrations should also honour God. Now, that doesn't mean that we saturate our celebrations with Christian jargon. But the way we celebrate and the way we treat others in our celebration should make God pleased. The Christmas feasts at Northern are a great example of such opportunities. In Deuteronomy chapter 16, verses 10 and, uh, verses 10 and 15, speak of the importance of honouring God with our celebrations being thankful for the goodness of God which we experience. Celebrations should be inclusive, not exclusive. Our celebrations should have a special place for the marginalised, for those doing it tough. Once again, Deuteronomy 16 verse 11 and Deuteronomy 16 verse 14 remind us of this. This festival will be a happy time of celebrating with your sons and your daughters, your male and female servants, the Levites in the town. The Levites were kind of like the, the not just the clergy, but those that were uh, set aside to serve in the church or in the, the, um, the temple of the day and the tabernacle. Uh, foreigners, orphans and widows in your towns. This is not about providing a sense of entitlement, but an opportunity to celebrate out of the God's goodness uh, with a special focus on those who can easily be forgotten by us, but are not forgotten by God. 
And whilst verse 17 in Deuteronomy speaks specifically, uh, it specifically refers to men, I believe the principle here is helpful for all people. Times of celebration are opportunities for everyone to contribute as they are able. Whether it be with words of appreciation, helping to prepare for the celebrations, helping celebrations by bringing someone, uh, something to contribute to them, whether it be helping them to, as far as the pack-down or the clean-up. It can be by making sure that you keep an eye out for those who may be easily forgotten. You can contribute by helping them to be present, by offering them a lift, by ensuring that they are not overlooked, by making sure that people that are there feel welcome. In a previous church, we were paid by a housing developer to come and to represent the church and to run a sausage sizzle at community events because they knew that we would add something special to that community event. More than just being a storeholder, we were a community celebration enhancer. When it comes to creating a healthy and vibrant community, we as a church family, I believe, should be the leaders in helping our local community celebrate. We should regularly and intentionally celebrate in a way that honours God, in the way we look out for others, especially those who can be easily forgotten. We should provide opportunities for everyone to contribute and the celebrations that they're able to attend and to help create a great community. So how do we respond today? As we pause to reflect, may I invite you to prayerfully consider the following. How do others see me? When it comes to things that happen in the church, laughter, joy, celebration, am I more of a lemon sucker or a celebrator? Do I give permission and encourage a culture of celebration in this church? What might I contribute to the, help the church have a culture of celebration in looking out for others? Am I prepared to pray for opportunities for Northern to be a positive influence in community celebrations? It may be as simple as volunteering to help out man a sausage sizzle. What's God saying to you this morning? Are you someone that is a naysayer to celebrations or are you someone that encourages celebrations to happen? My encouragement is that as the music plays, that you take out those response cards and respond as you feel God is prompting you. God bless you.